Good evening on India Decides at 9 o'clock. There will be consequences, warned the Prime Minister, of Italy's decision not to return Italian Marines to India, despite an assurance to the Supreme Court. Prime Minister Singh spoke in Parliament today. Sources tell NDTV the consequences could include asking the Italian envoy who misled the Supreme Court to go home. This as the BGP stepped up the offensive with Arun Jaitley saying, quoting Ian Fleming's James Bond, that this was an enemy action. Harish Salve today quit as the counsel for the Italian government in this matter, saying he was an Indian first and an officer of the court, then their representative. Mr. Salve said assurances had been given to the Supreme Court with inputs from the Italian Prime Minister's office. In Italy as well, opinion is divided with a major newspaper saying the decision was wrong. The Italian envoy maintains he will not leave this country unless he is declared persona non grata by the government. On the show tonight, we ask, should he be asked to go? The Italian authorities respect the undertakings they have given to the Honorable Supreme Court and return the two accused persons to stand trial in India. If they do not keep their word, there will be consequences for our relations with this. The Prime Minister talking tough in Parliament after both houses erupted today over Italy's refusal to send back the two Marines facing trial in India for killing two fishermen. His statements came after the BJP attacked the government for what Jaswan Singh described as a very curious Italian job. Would Indian citizens similarly imprisoned be permitted to go home and celebrate Diwali or Holi or Ramadan or, or any such? Treated in this manner for the third time. I think we should forget diplomatic niceties. And some of us may remember it, he said, once is happenstance, twice is a coincidence, three times is enemy action. This is James Bond, Ian Fleming's famous quote. <laughs> and this now must be treated in the category of an enemy action that you abduct a person, take him outside the jurisdiction of India and then say, India can go to hell, we are not concerned. Government officials say that one of the key options before them is the expulsion of the Italian envoy to India, since he was the one who gave the undertaking to the Supreme Court that the Marines would return. However, India is waiting to see what Italy's response is to their protest first. The key in this is the Supreme Court's March 22nd deadline for the Marines to come back. We have made our position very clear. Um, as I mentioned yesterday after I had summoned the ambassador of Italy, uh, we have... Um, conveyed to the government of Italy that the contents of their note uh, are completely unacceptable to us. Uh, we are awaiting their uh, response and as soon as their response is received, we will take a decision on what to do. Kerala Chief Minister met the Prime Minister and Sonia Gandhi to demand the Marines be brought back so justice can be delivered to the families of the dead fishermen. There is no compromise. There will be no other way. They have to come back to India and face the trial. While Italy is still saying it's hopeful of a solution. We are not an enemy. We want to work with the Indian government in all possible manners. India, though, is adamant that unless the Marines are sent back as promised to India's Supreme Court, this crisis can't be resolved. In New Delhi, Nidhi Razdan for NDTV. And the Harish Salve today said the Italian Prime Minister's office was involved. And look at these pictures. These are pictures of when the Marines actually returned to Italy. They were met by the Italian Prime Minister. So a clear sign that when they came home, they came as returning heroes. 
So many question the decision of this Prime Minister Mario Monti, who currently is an interim Prime Minister. That's because in the recent Italy elections, no party got a clear majority. In fact, a clown, a comedian holds uh, the winning card on who will eventually form government at the moment of the standoff. So an interim Italian Prime Minister meeting the two Marines there as they returned home, a clear indication of how important they were being treated back in Italy and the fact, of course, that now it's come from the top that they will not come back to India. And as we said, the Marines now back home, not only back home, but back at work with their regiments. Let's just listen to what they said when they actually returned home. Siamo felici di essere ritornati in patria e questo è stato possibile perché la Suprema Corte ci ha concesso queste quattro settimane di licenza e ha dimostrato di essere molto democratica, riconoscendoci il diritto di voto. Bene, condivido quello che dice il mio collega Massimiliano, anche questa volta l'India ha dimostrato di essere un grande paese democratico rispettando la nostra richiesta del diritto di voto e ringraziamo come sempre e comunque doveroso il governo italiano, il ministro della difesa, il ministro degli esteri. Adesso vorremmo passare questo mese con la nostra famiglia, rientrare al nostro reparto al reggimento San Marco e goderci un po' di tranquillità, come dice Massimiliano. So what will be the consequences the Prime Minister warned about? Is it time to abandon diplomatic niceties, as the BGP said? The former senior counsel for the Italians, Rich Salve, who has resigned, has said that the Supreme Court should now take contempt action against the Italian envoy. Well, joining me for more on this is former Foreign Minister of India, Jaswan Singh of the BJP. He spoke also in the Lok Sabha today. I'll also be joined by my panel in a short while. Joining me tonight is the ex-Navy chief. Uh, Admiral Sushil Kumar. I'm also joined by M.B. Rajesh of the CPIM, also member of the Standing Committee on External Affairs. Madhu Gaudiatsky of the Congress. He's also in the Consultative Committee for External Affairs. I'm also joined by Francesca Marino, journalist from Italy, currently in Kolkata. Mr. Singh, an impassioned speech by you in the Lok Sabha today. What is the next step that you think must be taken? The Prime Minister spoke strongly, uh, stro spoke aggressively, saying that there will be consequences. Do you think this is enough and that Indian MPs, uh, Indian opposition is standing behind the Prime Minister today on his actions so far. But we stand by the government if the government were to take the correct step. What has happened here, uh, it smells of complicity and it is very troublesome to observe that a parole is given for Christmas uh, for the imprisoned criminals to go back home. It's a very strange conduct. However, it's sanctioned by the court, and that having been divided, uh, implicit in it is that the Italian government and the council and those charged accept the legitimacy and uh, logic of being imprisoned in India. Thereafter, they seek again to go to vote which is very questionable, because would you permit Indian prisoners or any other prisoners to do this in, a, in similar circumstances? I'm sure not. It, it smacks of as if, because they were Italian, the government went out of their way uh, to make their task uh, more comfortable. And this is unacceptable. 
So when you say because they were Italian, are you trying to link that to the fact because of the Congress president? Why would the government go out of its way to protect Italians? I know I don't know. I don't understand. That's why in the parliament I had to say that I would like to remind my colleagues that the rose is uh, for the protection and preservation of the constitution of India, and not for any benefit of the Italians. Now, there, earlier this year, India signed an uh, a, an agreement, almost a treaty, for uh, permitting Italian prisoners charged with wrongdoing in India to be kept in prison in Italy and the other way around. Why was this done this earlier this year? Is it on account of this that the Italians are now not returning, and the government is silent on this? And there are many aspects of this which are very troublesome. Sir, but isn't this yes. what the Prime Minister was referring to when he said that he would urge all political parties and MPs to stand together as one in this? Because this, in a sense, does smack a bit of political uh, point scoring because the Supreme Court is the one who took this decision. And as Harish Salve, who was formerly representing the Italians, made the point, the Supreme Court took the decision. They gave, they were considerate of what the Italian uh, a government had argued, and it was argued as a, a sovereign nation under the uh, oath, really, of a sovereign nation. So the Supreme Court, in the sense, yes, took yes. that decision. I understand. Also, the argument being I understand. that wh why is favour being given to Italians? That sounds like it's political points. No, it is not a political point. It's a realistic point because they were Italians. Are there any other illustrations or examples of any other nationals? ever earlier having been granted the similar facility. Secondly, the additional Solicitor General, when he was arguing the second time, took no precaution to ensure that uh, the that uh, similar as, as, as similar assurances as were given during the Kerala High Court judgment are also extracted. He simply satisfied himself by saying that no, uh, I, by asking can he not? Can these prisoners not vote by post? And when told by the council for the Italians that no, they cannot, he was satisfied. Surely the Ministry of External Affairs and the government of India ought to have taken much stronger sureties from the prisoners and the government of India and the government of Italy. But, uh, sir, you said the precedent, but of course, mm -hmm. in 1996, we know the same thing happened with two French nationals when, again, they were given a bail to go back and they basically then never came back. So it's not a pre that precedent was actually set then, in a sense. Well, the two wrong or a wrong precedent or a bad example earlier ought to have taught us a lesson. Have the French having not returned, and I cited some other instances. We seem to be specializing and not ensuring that criminals who have committed wrongdoing in India are brought to justice. I cited Quattrochi, I cited uh, the Purulia arm dropping case, and these now, or Anderson and the Bhopal tragedy, in none of these have we been able to bring to justice those that have done wrong to India. So, uh, because some Frenchmen earlier were permitted, some uh, 11 or 13 or 17 years back, therefore it is condonable, it would be difficult to digest. And I saw the Prime Minister saying, don't, don't let's play politics with it. 
Of course we will not play politics, but the government also ought to not to play politics. For, for all this time, the government has kept silent. When it's caught on the wrong footing, then it wants to play uh, by the safety and security or working under shield of not playing politics. I, I, I'm I, not playing politics. I will, uh, of yes. course, sir, sir uh, ask specifically about uh, foreign policy, because many of these cases you cited, the Congress's argument has been that, look, what did the NDA mm -hmm. do about either Mr. Kwathroki or about uh, bringing Warren Anderson to justice exactly. when they were in power? And, of course, they will always cite the Kandahar example as saying, at least we of never course. did that. Of course. Now, if you wish me to answer each of these, I'll answer. Kwathroki was... I, I believe Kotfochi was a failure. I tried to do everything possible to extradite him. Uh, he was under trial in Malaysia, in a court, High Court of Malaysia. And just at the moment when we wanted to go into appeal, we failed to do so in time, and he left Malaysia and went away. Now, is that a failure? I, I accept it's a failure. So far as Kandahar is concerned, I don't think it was a failure. The choice was between saving 166 lives and a government is bound by duty to save lives, not to let lives go away or die. So I am, have no regrets about Kandahar. As for Anderson, we did not succeed, yes. But if we failed, are we to condone future failures? It's a, it's a very difficult argument to digest. Uh, finally, sir, as a former foreign minister, you know better than anyone else the diplomatic tightrope that any government has to walk. What would you really say the I Indian guess. government can do now? Do you think we should escalate it to the point of expelling the Italian envoy? Do you think we should perhaps start with softer options of looking at business uh, ties that could be reconsidered? One, for instance, of course, uh, Augusta Westland, would that be an immediate casualty? What do you think is the immediate step that can be taken by the Indian government? Well, I, I would like, first of all, the Prime Minister, after he left the House uh, in the lobbies when confronted by the press, said all options are open. Being in government and being the head of the government, I do expect that the Prime Minister would spell out what all those options are which are open. Secondly, uh, I think we need to examine at some in some detail and the union law minister must uh, guide and advise us as to the as to whether Vienna Convention would apply in cases where the Constitution of India is deliberately and knowingly violated, even by those that are protected or granted uh, diplomatic immunity. I would like to be informed of that, and if the Vienna Convention does not apply, as I'm told, it does not apply that in that case, the ambassador of Italy, who committed this grave wrong to the Constitution and to India, must be charged with contempt of the Indian judicial system. The other actions that follow are thereafter. I don't think we need to act in a fashion of cutting our nose to spite ourselves. That is not diplomacy. Uh, that would fall into some other category. What are the various other steps that the government is thinking? Only the government can spell out. I can't really hit the stage. In fact, uh, Mr. Jaswan Singh, I'd, I'd just like to bring in the other members of my panel. If uh, 
you can yes, stay yes. with us, that would be very nice. But let me just go across uh, to Madhu Kaudhyaski of the Congress, who's been listening and I think wanting to intervene on the various points you raised. But go ahead, uh, Mr. Yaski. You've heard a former foreign minister there make some key points. No, I get respect for Mr. Jaswan Singh. But it is very unfortunate to see. We spoke in the House, we were there in the House. Has Prime Minister rightly said it? Not only India registered a strong protest with Italy and said that insisted that the Italy respect the undertakings they given to the Supreme Court of India and it's not in the interest of the bilateral relations between India and Italy. Mm -hmm. Italy today is the fourth largest trading partner and they have a lot of Italian business uh, ventures, uh, business, a uh, lot of business companies are doing business in India Yes, and they should think about it, protecting two individuals who are involved in a crime even if they are marines, but they have no right to, to kill an innocent. No, but I think the anywhere. point is that the Indian under, government under UN will convention law. No, but we know the points, but, but the question really is whether the Indian government and many have made this point. Whether it's the Maldives which snubbed us when they arrested former President Nasheed, despite an assurance given to Foreign Minister Salman Khurshid. Now it's Italy. Why is it that India is seen as such a weak power that countries like the Maldives and Italy can take us on and basically get away with it? We've got uh, people writing and saying. Will the Indian government actually expel the Italian ambassador or again is this just an empty threat? Sonia, quickly let me answer Mr. Jaswan Singh ji. He made any atrocious allegations. It is very unfortunate. Whenever anything comes with Italy, they are trying to link and rumor mongering saying that since my party president because of she is an Italian origin, she is more Indian than any Indians in India. And it is wrongly to say, I am glad that he accepted their failure. NDA failures cannot be seen that complacent of UPA government here. Is it Mr. Jaswan Singh suggesting that Supreme Court is failed? Where is that India or UPA government is complacent here, Indian government getting them bail? It is bail given by the Honorable Supreme Court of India. Why didn't he say? Why, why didn't he talk about that? And he's, he didn't mention about this in the uh, Lok Sabha. Now he is trying to suggest that there is a government complacent getting them bail. These people got bail in December, they came back mm -hmm. and probably, I don't know one, what conditions Supreme Court, the judge, honorable judge has satisfied the conditions or assurances given by the ambassador of Italy. Right. So here if you look at see, the, the counsel for accused is refusing to represent them here. Do you, feel, no do you feel that the Indian Supreme Court failed? Here. Do you feel that the Supreme Court should not have given them bail? I am glad that you, you raised no, but do yes, you feel that the Supreme should Court not. should not have given them bail? We opposed, the government of India opposed the, the bail for them. And the state is, government of Kerala opposed the we, bail? That, the, the, because they, they are the, the, the initial case is initiated by the Kerala, Kerala government. And it is Supreme Court, Supreme Court took the jurisdiction. It is not the Kerala High Court, it is the Supreme Court as jurisdiction. They took over the case and it is Supreme Court of India granted the bail. Right, there is, this is a big discussion. Bail is not a jail and whatever the court... Let me, let me just go across uh, to bring in... Uh, to, let's go on the discussion on that. Let, Here, let, let's not combine it. It is unfortunate. No, let me just bring in retired admiral. I've taken your point. You're saying don't bring the, don't bring the Italian hand into it. Is the BGP using this as a... A cover really or as a, to make a political point. Let me bring in retired admiral Sushil Kumar here. The point I asked uh, Madhu actually on the way India is being snubbed diplomatically. This come right after the Maldives incident. Then we had this as well. Is there a larger implication we should be worried about? You know, we got to look at the 
way the international maritime community will look at it. A country like Italy, which has a pretty great maritime heritage, will has much to lose by stooping so low as to distort what, in my opinion, has been a violation of fundamental international maritime law. Howsoever you look at it, internationally, domestically, there is no denying the guilt of this vessel. And the first question we need to ask is, what was this vessel Enrica Lexi doing off Indian waters? Inside India's maritime zone. Mm -hmm. It was on passage from Singapore to Egypt. An oceanic route would have taken it hundreds of miles away from the Indian coast. That it decided to hug the Indian coast is very though, mysterious. Though in, a, though in a sense the issue now really is, we haven't been able to even get into that because for, uh, the Supreme Court had asked for a separate bench to actually be set up yes. to look specifically yes. into this. The issue here really is about snubbing of India, in a sense, snubbing the Indian judiciary. Uh, and I try to link it together as a larger foreign policy issue because of what happened recently with Maldives as well, where many diplomatic observers were worried about the implications of a country like Maldives taking on an emerging power or a, a country which wants to be on the UN Security Council or is lobbying for a permanent seat. Does it imply look at India as a weak state? Well, you know, in my opinion, this incident shows a flashback into the Colombian age of maritime arrogance and if this is the sort of manner in which mariners are going to be trigger happy at sea, sail into somebody else's maritime zone and waters and shoot up innocent fishermen, that itself speaks for itself. And then go back for Christmas, then go back to vote. MB Rajesh come in here because I think in Kerala and specifically in Kerala politics this has now become an issue which is a hugely volatile one. For uh, It's also a national issue. Many have said about India and in the image of India internationally. But in Kerala specifically, it's a very emotional, volatile issue as well. When you're hearing Madhu Yaski Gaud and the Prime Minister, you met the Kerala MPs, met the Prime Minister today. Are you satisfied? We, we met the Prime Minister yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday when we met, he uh, uh, told us that this is unacceptable. Italy's position is unacceptable. Then later in the evening, uh, we came to know that uh, the Prime Minister's office has issued a clarification that he has never uttered the word unacceptable. Again today morning, he said, uh, uh, while he was making statement in Lok Sabha, he said that this is unacceptable. We are welcoming that step, but yesterday he had, the Prime Minister's office had created confusions. And uh, let me uh, respond to what Madhu Yaski said here. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, uh, now he is absolving the central government of responsibility uh, of getting uh, bail, and he is putting all the blame on Supreme Court. That is not true. Uh, no, the Supreme Court no, took the final decision. Yeah, yeah, the Supreme Court took the final decision, it's but before fact, taking the decision, Supreme Court had sought the views of central government, and the bail was granted on the basis of the views of central government. And central government took such a position on the basis of assurance given by the Italian On the basis of, an, because the ambassador himself is a surety. Mm -hmm. So, uh, central government cannot be absolved of the responsibility. I think, but do you think that the central government should now, what do you think it, it's a matter of the Supreme Court to take up, or do you think the uh, central government should expel the Italian ambassador? Central government should uh, uh, resort to all possible legal, diplomatic, political uh, measures. Madhu, uh, you wanted to come in on that point? Has Let me just. Prime Minister said it today very clearly. Huh. Face the consequences. What else you want? On the floor of the house, he made it very clear one 
given a strong protest with the Italian government and insisted that they should respect he, he the laws of India. He came out with such a statement and only, after the hours, only after 24 hours. Yesterday, the Prime Minister's two, office created confusion. Rajesh, after after, after uh, bail order. telling us that this is unacceptable, the bail order then, cleared uh, by evening, the he changed his position. He Italian changed his position. And the Prime Minister's office issued clarification that he has never said unacceptable. Then what no, does that, that, that mean? That is the today. I think the point is that the Foreign Minister did also react. Let me just go across. he has spoke on the floor of the House is more relevant. Right, let me just go across uh, to Francesca Marino, who's been uh, listening patiently about this. You've seen uh, Francesca clearly from just this debate how strongly everyone in India across party lines actually feels about this issue. Today, interestingly, La Repubblica, the well-known Italian paper, has also written saying that this actually seriously compromises Italy's standing in the international community. What is your view on this, especially given that we've seen the Italian Marines have issued a statement saying we are happy to be back in Italy and back at work. So it almost leads to that, uh, what I was talking about earlier, the whole snubbing of India, not just in, uh, the Indian government, but also the Indian judiciary. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I agree completely that with many colleagues and a wide part of Italian public opinion that this way to behave has been, well, at least strange. Um, another part of, of the public opinion is actually surprised that it, did, it didn't happen before. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> yes, I think the point is, is, um, is another one. I mean, from India, you, you, what you don't get is that for us it's not a, it's not a political issue, at least not a white one. All this story has been picked up uh, by a certain part of the uh, of politician, of course, uh, during elections and so on. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, uh, someone said also, "Let's let's let's have them as a candidate, so we so we cannot send them back because <laughs> of the immunity." Make them a political candidate. No, yes. what's interesting, Francesca, uh, in a sense, is that this has been a decision has been taken, a very strong decision by an interim government. We know that, of course, Italy is a political flux at the moment. We still don't know who will actually form the next government with a comedian, a key player in all this. Yet, an uh, interim government of uh, Mario Monti took this decision. Isn't that surprising that they've taken on a country like India? Based, uh, an interim government has done this. It is surprising. It is surprising and it is surprising also that at this stage, I mean, uh, uh, in this moment, Italian politics is in a quite uh, delicate situation. It mm -hmm. is quite strange that in this moment, yes, uh, such a strong position has been taken. But I don't think it is against India. Nobody is taking positions against India. I think uh, the position has been taken for... Uh, for um, for internal related issues or as voices yes. are spreading both mm -hmm. in India and, and, and in Italy mm -hmm. uh, for some kind of agreement that let we me, don't know. But, let, 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 uh, me, let me go back uh, to former External Affairs Minister Jaswan Singh. Uh, Mr. Jaswan Singh, you've heard the debate so far and also your uh, colleague Mr. Arun Jaitley in the Rajya Sabha making the point and quoting Ian Fleming's James Bond to say that uh, this should be looked at as an enemy operation. Now, is this in a sense 
BJP rhetoric stretching across the spectrum. You were much more circumspect about it, but uh, Madhu Yakshi Gaud has pointed out that the, what he says an atrocious allegation against uh, Mrs. Gandhi, saying she's more Indian than uh, most Indians. And Arun Jaitley's uh, comment on enemy action is the BJP. Question of her patriotism, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Jaswan Singh. Is the BJP just uh, taking, making political capital no, no, of this? Is, uh, Firstly, my colleague, uh, as the leader of the Rajya Sabha, has given voice to his great uh, anguish and anger at what has happened. Uh, my distinguished colleague from the ruling uh, UPA. You just charged me with saying that what I said was incorrect and that their leader was more Indian than any Indian. The, the Congress party is, of course, welcome to the beliefs that they have. But the reality of the situation is somewhat different, including birth uh, as also the nationality held for many years, etc. But I won't go into that. The question that arises, and people do have shadows of doubt, whether the government acts with a special consideration when it comes to issues and matters Italian. I'm very glad, he says, the government does not. Well, they have to prove this not through assertion but through conduct. Now, so far as the rest of the debate, I'm struck by what the, uh, what the able correspondent from La Repubblica, is she a correspondent from Republica? I don't know. But if she has said, that uh, this, is, uh, this is very strange behavior, and the people of Italy are also intrigued by it. The third point which you made is that it is by an interim government. It's not really interim. So it's a kind of a transitory governing arrangement in Italy which has taken this step, um, even more unacceptable then. And finally, I do wish to add... I think we ought to reflect carefully, intelligently, that Italy is not really a country that's renowned for its legal acumen or application of laws lawfully. I'm, I'm sure uh, Francesca uh, would uh, contest that, but just finally, well, sir, the point I raised earlier about well, India... Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry, you want to go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Francesca. Um, yeah, just two things. I'm surprised. I, I, I frequent, I keep coming and going from India since almost 20 years, and I'm still surprised uh, 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 by the strong debate about uh, Mrs. Sonia Gandhi, born, born Italian. I mean, she's an Indian citizenship. Is not her fault if she is born there. According to this thing, half of India is born in Pakistan. I mm. mean, is 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 a crazy issue. The other thing is, uh, well, saying Italy is not a country. Well, it, I I have never heard du during all these discussions uh, making a point that if you you cannot really deal with Italy only. Uh, after a certain point, because mm -hmm. you forget that Italy is part of the U U European Europe. Union. Yes. Okay, so that, that that's an yeah. interesting point. There's not e just about Italy; it's about the European Union. So you have to deal with that. So India should consider for messing with the EU since it Italy you have to has deal that. With that. But 
I think an interesting point that you made about how many Indians actually born in Pakistan and they're not considered uh, yeah, Pakistanis. Right. So, Mr. Jaswant Singh, I think uh, Francesca perhaps got you on that point. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's, uh, let me just, in I fact, uh, our former Home Minister, Mr. L.K. Advani, of course, born in Pakistan as well. But uh, l let me just... Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and Mr. Musharraf, according to this theory, is an Indian. <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, Mr. Jaswant Singh... I don't want to... I don't wish to enter into any disputation with the visiting uh, journalist from Italy. She's free to hold the views that she does, just as I am free to hold the views that I do. It's factually wrong to say half of India is born in Pakistan. Of course, but final word, thoughts from you tonight, Mr. Jaswan Singh, uh, on the question I asked uh, earlier as well. What is the impact this will have on India's international image? Because the point being, we uh, saw the fi uh, fiasco, some would say, which happened with uh, former President Ashid the Maldives. Now this. What is your big worry on how this will affect India's image abroad as well? Well, if you see the totality of the consequences, and if you see that it's not just Maldives or what is happening now with Italy, it's also what is happening in other neighborhoods, Nepal, for example, I think all this collectively and cumulatively diminishes the imprint of India's, uh, uh, India's authority on global matters. The voice that we have diminishes in its volume and the footprint of India that ought to impress uh, global affairs is no longer felt as strongly or as firmly as it ought to be felt. I can't go into further details, but I would like to ask this. Right. Uh, we do have to leave this uh, debate here. We're completely out of time. But thank you so much you. for joining me tonight, Mr. Jaswan Singh, Madhu Gaudiaski, Admiral Sushil Kumar, uh, uh, MB Rajesh, and Francesca Reno. Thank you very much. But as we debate this in the Delhi studio, let's go across to the people for whom this is of real concern, the families of the fishermen who died. Sneha Koshi joins us now. She's in uh, Kolam with one family. Sneha... It's over to you as we debate the politics here. What do the families who lost their loved ones actually feel? Well, this incident happened on February 15, 2012, when the fisherman was um, uh, was killed by the Italian Marines. And today is February 13th, almost one year down. We have come here to Kollam and we spoke to the family. One thing which comes out very clearly is that they literally, literally are trying their best to start a life afresh. They are struggling, they are trying whatever they can. We spoke to the wife, to the son and to the mother-in-law of the fish, deceased fisherman, Celestine. Auntie, we have been well, she's saying that it's almost 20 years that she, she was married to him and um, it's going to be 20 years now. She says it's up to the government to do what the government can do to get the Italians back. They cannot do anything. Um, you are his son. Your name is Jean. 
what we of course have the permission of the family the mother who wants us to talk to the son so what exactly do you remember about your father he will teach me he is like a teacher and he will teach me max he is so strict if i do, do not do my field beat yeah these are the memories that jean has of his father he was a teacher to him and one of the things which he first things which he told me was he loved being kissed by his father do you know what is happening with these italian marines um, they are not coming back to india that's what they have told do you know about it what do you think about it if he did not come god will punish him that's what the innocent faith here is if they don't come back god will punish them for joining us there as i said with that family they want to start life afresh but clearly the politics over this the diplomatic uh, snap to india is what's dominating headlines but let's not forget these families thanks neha for joining me let's just go across now to live to rome where uh, nupur tiwari joins us now she's speaking to a senior journalist of la repubblicana that's of course the italian uh, popular newspaper which has criticized the italian government stand it's over to nupur paolo you've been tracking this story uh, pretty closely in fact you even went to visit the family of one of the fishermen who was killed jelestine valentine now there is a human angle of course to the story but why do you think things have deteriorated so fast many mistakes were made from the beginning of the story i went yes i went one years ago in india i went in kerala and i went to, to met the family of uh, valentine jelestine a wonderful family and uh, i think that this story was wrong from the beginning you know. um now it now you have to find a solution a political solution to get back from that mm-hmm. uh, but talking about a political solution there seems to be a double edged problem isn't there uh, the fact that uh, perhaps there's never been a case like this before yes there was uh, it's, it's uh, the, the first time i think that uh, something like this happened so we have to see if they are going to find a solution if this also is a uh, it's quite strange that uh, uh, two two people uh, on charge for murder no two mm-hmm. yeah two, two guys on on charge for murder mm-hmm. are let free to go for for one month uh, mm-hmm. to vote and two two, two months ago mm-hmm. uh, free to go back to their country to spend the holidays i don't think you in in, in india they do the same for mm-hmm. for every man in the jail mm-hmm. and and surely in they Italy? don't do it also in italy yeah Okay. Uh why do you think is the government the Italian government uh taking this stand? I mean is this a kind of populist move? But that surely has to be something more than that. How are the other political parties reacting to this here? I you know this is a very very complicated situation. We have a um maybe different uh, plane and we have to understand what is uh, what is now happening. Mm-hmm. One yes one is uh, the the relation the relation between uh, Italy and India also economic relation. Mm-hmm. One is the uh, the political situation in Italy which is complicated you know we are going to change our government mm-hmm. and uh, the government who made this uh, decision is now going to to end its work. Mm. So uh, maybe it could could sound like a last last good impression for some um, right uh, opinion. No Portavari there uh, with a journalist from La Repubblica but moving to the other news story tonight and this one the sad story of five young CRPF jawans brutally killed in Srinagar while they were playing cricket. 
This by two terrorists who came dressed as cricketers, carrying guns and grenades in a sports kit. The Home Secretary said it seems the attackers were from Pakistan, but Pakistan senior bureaucrats have reacted, saying this is not true. Also controversially, the state police chief said that with the tense law and order situation in the state, they had no time to focus on fighting terrorists. Target a deadly attack on a CRPF camp in Srinagar's Bemina area by terrorists carrying guns and grenades in a sports kit. The Jawans were on standby when two militants walked in looking like the other players on the field. They exploded a grenade near the entrance of the camp and started firing indiscriminately, killing five Jawans on the spot. Nine people were wounded, including four civilians who were playing. The CRPF fired back along with the Jammu and Kashmir police. The heavy firing right next to a school where children were playing. Luckily, the school was shut because of a strike. The terrorists who have been killed appeared from FSI uh, to be, the, you know, not local but from across the border. And the first uh, impressions are that they are probably from Pakistan. The heavy crossfire lasted for nearly half an hour before the militants were killed. It's the first Fidayin attack in Srinagar in the last three years. This Fidayin was a militant the police claim their constant struggle to maintain law and order has taken a toll on their anti-terror fight. In the last month, since Afzal Guru's hanging, over 500 policemen have been injured in clashes. As you know that there is a lot of law and order which is ha happening these days and uh, most of our uh, attention uh, gets towards that law and order. And, uh, but we will be focusing on this front. The incident comes at a time when the state government and all other parties have been demanding the revocation of the Draconian Armed Forces Special Powers Act. Special Power Act will have to go. This is the first major Fidayan attack in Srinagar city since January 2009. The attack has come at a time when Valley is witnessing street protests and civilian unrest after Abzal Guru's execution. And government focus was completely shifted to deal with the anger on streets. Militants took advantage of the situation, changing situation on the ground and carried out attack on this CRPF camp. The question is, is the changing situation after Abzal Guru's hanging in Kashmir helping militants revive and regroup or this attack is a one-off incident? In Srinagar with cameraman Amir Nazir Masoodi for NDTV. Let's just look now at the other top headlines tonight. Well, uh, former Air Chief Marshal S.P. Tyagi accused of corruption and conspiracy by the CBI and an FIR. His house is raided this morning in a search for evidence that he accepted kickbacks to ensure a deal for 12 helicopters and that it was backed by Augusta Westland. The retired Air Chief Marshal has denied all wrongdoing. Also named in the FIR is Satish Bagrodia, brother of a former Congress minister. Phrases used to be a thing. It's not 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 a thing. But as that is discussed, the reality on the ground, a schoolgirl from Uttar Pradesh is fighting for her life in a Delhi hospital after she set herself on fire after a 16-year-old boy tried to force her to sit on his motorcycle and tore her clothes in public.
warnings that there was a plan to murder Ram Singh, the main accused in the Delhi gang rape by other Tihar prisoners. The Delhi police intercepted calls from a Tihar jail inmate who was accused of the murder of a young journalist, Soumya Vishwanathan. This, uh, the call talked of an attack on all five men while they were on their way to and from uh, Saket court. The police say they had assigned 20 policemen to escort them every day but had no idea that uh, Ram Singh would kill himself. Yet more black smoke and that means there's still no new Pope after 24 hours and three rounds of voting. Another round is currently on so everyone's looking out for that holy smoke. Still ahead in India decides at 9 o'clock, Vikram Chandra talks with the new World Bank president who is visiting India, Gangam style. We always talk about doing big things and big campaigns towards the eradication of poverty. I want to hear, uh, know your views about what people should do at the individual level in order to eradicate poverty from India. For, for young people, one of the things I'd say is that you have to find uh, those things which really excite you, right? And so um, uh, as, a, as a professor and as a person who worked with young people a lot, people would come to me and say, you know, I want to I do what you did. I, you know, I want to be a doctor. I want to go around and provide treatment for poor people in poor countries, but I hate biology, right? It doesn't make any sense, right? So um, uh, if what you're really passionate about is technology, what I'd say is build a company like Infosys, employ a lot of people, lift, lift people out of poverty that way, right? It's going to be very important for Indian youth to look out into the world and say, what are the things that are most exciting, most transformational, most uh, inspiring for me? Do those things and make it work here in this country. I'm giving you a, perhaps a piece of bad news that, uh, you know, if you look at people of Korean origin uh -huh. who are really famous around the world, uh, I, I hate to say that Ban Ki-moon is no longer the most famous. Neither is it you. There's... <laughs> you got it. You got it. And that's, that's a, that, that's a resonance which, which comes with Sai and the Gangnam style. Uh, are you, are you, are you and other, other people of Korean origin really surprised as to how a Korean song has become so big? All right. So let me, let me, let me tell you, uh, let me tell you how that happened. Um, Koreans were very specifically focused on making culture their next great export, right? So uh, they've invested a lot of money in movies. How many of you have seen Korean movies? They're all over the place, right? Right? Like Bollywood. Uh, uh, so, so the, the Koreans... This is part of their, uh, their economic strategy. Yeah. There is a new ministry in the new Korean government called the Ministry of Future Science and Creativity. Right? So the Koreans have recognized that creativity and the knowledge, knowledge is going to be the foundation of their future. So they're aggressively going into that area. You know, I was actually quite impressed as to how well you were doing <laughs> the Gangnam style. Do you, know, do you know how to do the dance? Uh, you know, it's in my uh, it, it's it's in my contract that as World Bank Group president, I don't have to dance. <laughs> you don't have to dance. <laughs> but you know roughly how to do the moves uh, of the yeah. Gangnam. But if you know, even if you know roughly the moves of the Gangnam, you're the first World Bank president who does. That's I, that's I I, I I do. My four-year-old son knows all the moves of Gangnam style. Yeah. <laughs>